Welcome to the SAP Concur Conversations podcast. Each episode, we sit down with industry experts, visionaries, and leaders as they share what it takes to build forward-thinking spend and travel programs. Our goal is to get you thinking differently about how your organization spends money. I'm your host, Jean Dyan. I'm the Vice President of the Value Experience Team here at SAP Concur, and my team works with our customers to drive positive business outcomes based on data-driven insights. And today we're in for a treat. I'm joined by Keith Bendy of WalkMe, and we're going to tackle a topic that's at the top of mind for many organizations, digital adoption. I invite you to listen in as we break down the ROI of digital adoption and explore the ways to optimize the relationship between the user and the tool and to maintain compliance while empowering your employees to do their jobs efficiently and effectively. So Keith, we've got a lot of ground to cover today and I'm super excited. So to start, could you take a minute and introduce yourself to our listeners? Absolutely, Jean. And first off, thank you for having me here. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here with you. So my name is Keith Bindi. I lead our ISV and Tech Alliance practices within the Alliance organization at WalkMe. So effectively what that means is, you know, when you think about digital adoption, which we'll go deep into what that means, we spend a lot of time interacting with other software portfolios. And for WalkMe, we need to have tight relationships with those other software providers that we interact with and that our mutual customers expect us to interact with. So my team's charter is effectively to build out those partnerships more deeply and make sure that we've got committed understanding to what we're trying to do for our mutual customers. And everybody knows what's in it for them. SAP Concur, of course, is one of our great, great partners, and I'm a huge fan of the engagement that we've had. And so again, like it's, it's just great to be here to talk about digital adoption and partnering with you. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. I think we have, as you once said in a previous conversation, a spiritual alignment between our two companies. So I'm really excited to talk about this. And digital adoption is, and digital transformation is really a buzzword today on pretty much every organization's list. Is Everybody tries to look at how they can scale, how they can be efficient and effective, and really solve the big challenges. It becomes top of mind for every organization, but digital adoption means something different to every person. So to ground us in today's conversation, would you mind explaining to us what digital adoption means to you and to the WalkMe organization? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's a growing area with a lot of excitement around it, to your point. I think that tends to influence a lot of marketing buzz, but like just getting to the core of like what it is, is, is super important. So, you know, digital adoption, I think the name really says it all, right? I mean, effectively a digital adoption platform, which is what WalkMe is. Again, we are an overlay for other software uh, and it's a software that you use in your daily life, right? What we want to be able to do is just really take a look at what your user experience is and then help drive a better overall experience, help you get through what you're trying to accomplish in the most efficient way you can. And ultimately, again, as the name suggests, just drive that adoption of whatever that software offering, offerings plural, most likely, is that you're trying to take advantage of. Now for WalkMe specifically, we think about digital adoption in three different ways that are effectively must have. The first one is we need to make sure that we've got visibility into what your challenges are, right? We understand what you're doing and where you're actually having challenges because that's the first piece, right? You just need to understand that to be able to help then influence a good outcome. 
But the second part, I think is the most important, and it's probably what digital adoption and WalkMe is known for the most, it's taking that people-first approach towards a solution, right? Now that we understand where there are challenges, let's make sure that we're we're helping in a way that you want to be helped, that it's not burdensome, it's easy, it's efficient, and it's, you know, frankly, like the engagement model is just as positive as it can possibly be, because that's what matters in the long run. And then there's a final piece. Software that you use will always change, right? We live in an agile world where everyone is making improvements on a constant basis. That is nothing but a good thing, Gene. However, as a result, the things that you're interacting with tend to change. And when you're looking at user behavior and you're making positive recommendations, you need to be adaptive too. And so we've got to make make sure that we really take a look at how things are changed in that user experience whenever software is updated. And as automatically as we possibly can, we adapt as well so that we're not a burden to maintain. And I think those are the three areas that WalkMe really shines in that help us differentiate ourselves. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned about change being the only constant. <laughs> that <laughs> that really speaks to me. It's uh, It's been the cornerstone of my entire career is change is the constant. And we talk about this digital transformation, but as you mentioned, we're all using tools that will eventually get swapped out and change. Something comes in, somebody finds something new, or I've found something new and I want to use it and I bring it forward. So there's an incredible proliferation of applications, platforms, and technology that the everyday user has to use. I'm not even counting the stuff in my personal life, but if I count up how many tools I have to use to get my job done, it's in the mid double digits to get that done. So when we're thinking about that, how are we looking at how employees are able to interact with that in a compliant way, because I think compliance here is the key point, right? How do we make sure that the organization is compliant with all the rules that they've put in place for employees to follow? So you hit on a number of things there, right? I mean, so first off, that's why a market exists, right? For digital adoption exactly. uh, because of that very pain point. So in fact, you know, Gartner will tell you that by 2025, 70% of large enterprises will take on a digital adoption strategy, right? Uh, and it's because of those challenges. And a, a lot of what you're referring to really goes back to, you know, digital transformation and total. Digital transformation, like you have to have a digital transformation strategy today. So it's a must and it is nothing but a good. However, like if you look at the core of what digital transformation is trying to do, you want to enable technology to be able to adapt and drive the business at the end of the day. And you want to do it in a compliant way, to your point. But we also want to do that in a consumer-driven approach, right? We're all used to using iPhones and easy applications on it now, and that's had massive influence on the business world. So bringing all of that together is effectively the core challenge. If we can take a look at what end user behavior is and understand it, but then also have awareness of what your compliance and your policies are and incorporate that in effectively what we can do. And like, this is the great example of what Concur and WalkMe can do together. 
every company has their own travel and expense policy. We need to understand what that is. Concur does a fantastic job of being able to serve that information up. But what effectively WalkMe does in that is takes a look at like, what is the end user doing right at this very second? And what aspect of our travel and expense policy is relevant to what they're trying to do? And let's prompt them on their journey and ask them specific questions or guide them in a particular location that effectively keeps them compliant. So the key there, Gene, is just knowing by paying attention to what the user is doing at that very moment and then serving up the necessary information to them right then. Yeah. So you've hit on something that I think is really important to me, Keith, and that's the idea that we're looking at the behavior as it happens. Yeah. It's not post behavior, because you know, at that point, as we all like to say, the toothpaste is out of the tube <laughs> and it's really hard to put it back in. So that idea of understanding if people are using what you've given them in the way you intend for them to use, especially in an environment where, as you mentioned, policies are different from company to company. The Concur platform or any other of these large SaaS platforms that are able to be configurable, not necessarily customizable, but configurable to your organization means that just because you use Concur at company X doesn't mean you're going to have the same experience at company Y. And you do have to have some guidance along the way to ensure that you're compliant. So I love that idea about being able to provide that in real time versus taking a look at the back end. And so I'm curious about as we're looking at that insight, how are you looking at that or how is that presented to somebody to be able to show what kind of insights you're getting to help these end users? What are you looking at and what does the customer get? when they use a tool like WalkMe to drive that type of compliance and adoption? Yeah, that's a great question, right? I mean, effectively, what we should do is talk about a use case, right? A very specific use case of how we're driving behavior. So the way we listen is pretty simple, right? I mean, we're effectively part of the web browser uh, or part of the software offering. And we have to listen in a very careful way where we're not compromising anyone's personal information. You know, we don't look at that information. We aggregate it in terms of like, really, again, like it's adoption stats of, hey, you've built a particular policy. Are people adhering to it or, you know, is your user workflow really geared in a way that's driving it and you're getting good adoption of that user workflow? A very, very common scenario for Concur users with Concur User Assistant, which is your version of WalkMe effectively, is around miscellaneous categorization of expenses. I'd be willing to bet. The bane of my existence. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and probably the bane of most administrators' existence, right? I mean, if, if we think about what categories are designed to do, I mean, there's a wide variety, but the biggest one is just understanding what your expenses are against a particular profile, right? Or, or a grouping. And it's pretty easy in most environments to not through neglect or ill will, but just maybe not firm understanding of the policy just to throw something in a miscellaneous bucket, right? In that catch-all. You can change the name, but it's still a miscellaneous bucket at the end of the day. 
And when that happens, you lose visibility into what kind of expense it was, both from a compliance standpoint, but down the road, if you need to clamp down on costs, it's hard to understand, you know, where that expense was and what it should have been if everything is effectively sitting in a miscellaneous bucket. So what we do together in a situation like that, if somebody has entered in an expense and they've categorized it as miscellaneous, we're listening and we start to ask questions. We prompt them to say, oh, I see that you're trying to choose miscellaneous. Tell me a little bit more about what you're trying to achieve. And we can't keep it open-ended, right? Because that's not really solving the problem and guiding them. Instead, we have to ask very targeted questions of, you know, were you traveling alone? Was it a personal expense? Were you traveling with other people? Was this expense on behalf of X, Y, and Z? And we start to ask very specific questions and based on those questions, and then there are multiple choice responses to it, we categorize it appropriately. Very, very, very simple scenario where, again, like it only happens when somebody has elected effectively to choose a miscellaneous expense. And we start to, in context within Concur, ask some questions to categorize it appropriately. And then we move the expense. And we get great, great success with this because all we're doing at the end of the day is making it easy for them to do the right thing. And I think people want to do the right thing. They just need to know how to do it and we need to make it easy for them. And the best way to do it is again, just ask them those questions as they're doing it. It's top of mind. So I love this because this is really a behavior modification approach to someone because you probably won't have to ask those same questions the next time that they go in there. You've given them some tools to think about and analyze what they wanna do and then provide them with the right path to it. And then hopefully they'll retain that information next time they go. But if they don't, because there are many people who only submit one or two expense reports a year, you'll be able to continue to guide them if they have the same problem the next year. We're not going to say, oh my gosh, I already told you this. We're going to just ask you the same questions. And they may even be more targeted and pinpointed because the administrator has a dashboard that shows them where people are having these problems. And so maybe there's been an adjustment to the configuration or to the policy itself to make it even easier. So you're feeding both ends of this candle, so to speak. Um, you're feeding both ends of it to help that employee move or that user move to a better outcome for them. And you're reducing your types of errors. You're reducing maybe the amount of time that it takes to then have your AP department have to go through and reclass certain expenses or expense types, et cetera. So there is that return on investment that we talked about earlier in many different places, savings of time, reduction of error, increased usage of the tool because if you have a good experience you're going to use it again all those different pieces come into that ROI right that's absolutely it and in fact there is study after study on this and very timely like we just released a new study with IDC this past week that goes into the the ROI of a digital adoption platform and specifically WalkMe the overall ROI is 494% over 3 years and then you start to get into like okay great well what exactly does that mean you've hit on so many of the actual things gene i mean 60% faster user adoption of new features, right? Or if there's a new policy, just making sure that people understand exactly what they're trying to do. 
ultimately, you know, onboarding 35% faster. But I think the one that's probably the most impactful to me, it's really two. The first one is 48% increase in employee satisfaction in whatever they're interacting with, right? That's a big deal, right? Because again, like we're just making it easy together for them to accomplish the goal. Uh, and I think if you look at how many offerings they interact with and how many policies they have to adhere to, if we start to compound that, I mean, it, 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 has, a, it has a pretty high return for that employee and then ultimately for the company. But then you hit on another one that I think is where a lot of the, the cost savings and the drain comes in, and it's through error correction. 41% increase in, in error correction, where the errors just effectively don't happen because we catch it and we guide them through the right thing. And if you think through what happens with an error, it gets submitted. Uh, but then ultimately, there's a fair amount of triage work to try to diagnose what went wrong and then move it to a compliant state. And that adds and adds and adds up. So ultimately, you know, ROI can be really strong for, for a digital adoption policy. You know, it's, it's fun for us to feel like at the end of the day, like, hey, look, it's software, right? But like, it's, it's, it's useful software, right? We're helping. Right. right. <laughs> so, so I'm going to go a little off for a minute from a concur perspective, from yeah. an SAP concur perspective, because even though we are spiritually tied together and aligned, this is a tool that doesn't just work with SAP Concur, right? It works across the entire stack. And we were talking earlier about how many apps we are at me as an employee, because it's all about me, right? Me as an employee uses in a day. And I'll tell you the amount of times that I waste because maybe I'm only using them once a month and I'm having to go back and relearn things. So can we talk a little bit about how WalkMe is increasingly being used across stacks rather than just as a concur kind of great partner. Well, I think you, you nailed it earlier. You mentioned that in your life, it's probably double digits and it is. The average business user, right? So never mind what you do in your personal life, just to achieve what you need in a week, it's 29 applications is the average, Ugh. right? The average company has 1,900 unique business processes that need to be followed. And then again, the average usage for applications is, is high 20s, almost 30, right, in a week. Yeah. And from a digital adoption standpoint, we do, like, there are things that I love about our partnership because you know, it really gets down to dollars and it gets very discreet, right? And so when we're looking at, like, great productivity gains, et cetera, like we really want to quantify those. We want to get to the core of what we're doing and we can do that so well with Concur. But you're absolutely right. A core differentiator for WalkMe and what we do well is we can follow that end user's journey across whatever it is they're doing. So if you live within a CRM offering and you're having a challenge and you need to submit a ticket within an IT service management system, or you're changing something that you rarely do, right? You're going in and taking a look at what your 401k contribution is, and maybe you only think about it twice a year, and you're making a change and you're struggling with that. We can follow your journey across anything that you're doing and help 
get you to the right endpoints and to the right questions. So if we're talking about categorization of expenses before. Now, you know, again, I'm having a challenge building out a particular report in a CRM solution. How do I do that? Well, let's make sure we get you to the right person. Let's make sure we get it there very, very quickly from an IT standpoint. Or better yet, maybe we can just help you solve the problem by pointing you to the right knowledge base and helping you solve that problem immediately. So just the ability to look across anything you're doing is huge. For WalkMe, we're a pretty even mix. We spend a lot of time either selling to or partnering with the software providers themselves, right? So lots of great customers. We talk about the partnership with Concur, but I mean, you are also a customer of ours as well. And everyone gets an aspect of WalkMe embedded in. But we also equally sell to large enterprise. So while we help the software providers and we help drive adoption through our partnerships and our customer relationships with them... A lot of large companies, particularly those going through digital transformation, need to take a holistic approach that's unique to them. And then we start thinking about their own custom offerings, Gene, that they have for their own internal or external user base. And we take a look at those as well. So it's really a matter of building the right, in this case, I would say digital transformation strategy, right? Because it really starts with that. And then making sure that you have the appropriate digital adoption strategy underneath that and looking across, you know, everything that you're trying to achieve. And WalkMe has built, you know, I mean, effectively, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm very thankful and appreciative of the role that WalkMe has played, right? I mean, we've been able to really build the definition of digital adoption and we're the market leader in the space and have been recognized. And I'm, I'm thankful to be in the position that we're in. And I think it's through a lot of hard work in something that is not changing, just like software isn't changing. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. we in the industry will continue <laughs> to change as well. Uh, and we've had a, we've had a very good trajectory. Yeah. Okay. So there's one other thing that I was thinking of and that, that I've, I've been hearing you talk about and it's something it relates to the number of tools that we have and that idea of looking at people's behavior when they're using them. Because there are always new pieces of software coming out and there are always decisions that have to be made. I will say, you know, let's take, for example, you have a team that's using a specific tool and they've built their entire process around that tool, but it's not one that's well adopted across the entire organization. And there's more people using software X than there is using software Y. So we have to switch everybody off of software Y. Is there a case or a business usage for walk me in that place to understand the behaviors of the people using software Y and to help us make a softer landing into software X. Yes and yes. Uh, so shadow IT is something that we talk about a yes. lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and digital transformation, right? I mean, again, like this is a big part of it. We want it. We want to make it easier to adopt new technology and roll out new technology, but we also have to adhere to you know some policies. So fundamentally, when we talk about analytics for WalkMe. Again, what we're doing is we're paying attention to what the end users are doing, what their like where usage is. So something that we do really well through the overall analytics engine is understand where your entitlements are, 
probably through a partnership with a software asset management solution, but, you know, native capabilities as well. Like, hey, just tell me, like, where are your predominant software spins and what are your approved offerings? And in parallel, we can take a look at when people are diverging from the approved path and using something else. Uh, and so that hits on a lot of different things. Are you getting the right return out of your software expenditures? Do you have rogue software expenditures? And what we're, again, looking at at the end of the day is like, what is the end user experience, right? Versus their entitlements. Like, what are they actually doing? And does that mirror the policies that you've built? And can we help bubble up to the top where there's premier challenges? But let's say we did that, right? And we found that there was a well-intended offering that really wasn't the core direction that the company wanted to go, and we needed to retire it. That's a change that the end users will go through to migrate over to what is the core, even if it's just a subset, it's a small group who's you know using this rogue offering. Let's make sure that we understand what they're trying to achieve in that solution versus how they achieve the exact same problem in the approved solution and let's try to mirror those experiences together by just guiding them through the journey. Like they're used to seeing things one way. Now they're going to see it a different way. We need to make sure it doesn't confuse them. And let's just, in context, guide them through that journey to point them to the right place, first and foremost. And then yeah. we can watch the decline in usage for what is considered you know, shadow IT and rogue software. Uh, but then also we can make sure that we're helping drive the appropriate adoption of the approved solution and ultimately ensure that we get to the right end goal together, right? Yeah. I think all of this, everything that you've described from the shadow IT to the, you know, kind of being like that little angel on somebody's shoulder, directing them through the process really comes down to user experience, right? And is the user happy or not? And we're all struggling with retention and recruitment. And this is a critical component of retention and recruitment because if an employee is happy with the experience that they're having with the tools and with the processes that are in place, and if they feel as though they have the right amount of support to get their job done, it's going to be a win-win for everybody. But as we look at this, there's that struggle. So I've actually experienced some customers talking to me about how their end users feel frustrated with tools and practices. Like they're buying their own monitors. They're buying office supplies because they just don't even understand how to get it through the system. They're paying for their own meals because they're taking somebody else out and because they have to get additional approvals or they don't understand what the policy is or the last time they tried to put it through, it got rejected. So they're just going to absorb the cost now. And that becomes a real problem for an organization in oh so many ways. It's not just, you know, a problem with the employee being unhappy, but there's a compliance issue there too, right? There's a big compliance issue. And part of what WalkMe is doing is helping employees keep compliant as well as organizations, correct? That's exactly it, right? I mean, again, I think people want to be compliant, right? Yeah. It actually takes more work to not be compliant than it probably does to be compliant for the individual and certainly for the company. The challenge is how, 
right? Uh, and so you're, you're spot on the value proposition of, and by the way, never heard it referred to as the angel on the shoulder before. That's a <laughs> Gene, we might we might have to steal that one. <laughs> You're welcome. Go ahead, trademark it before I do. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that that's that's effectively it, though, right? I mean, like, let's guide you through that journey and what you're trying to achieve when you do go purchase or expense something, and make sure that you know how to do it. It does come back to ultimately the end user's experience and their overall happiness. And again, we talked about earlier, hey, 48% increase in user satisfaction, just in their interaction in total. That's big. And again, that compounds, but it's inherently keeping people compliant all along the way while still keeping them happy. I think that's a, a great aspect of a retention policy for any company. Like, let's just make things easy for them and let's make sure they know how to do things the right way. And fundamentally, you know, easy is the key word, right? It's just got to be easy and it's got to be self-explanatory and we just need to guide them on the journey. And that is effectively what a digital adoption offering does. Right. You've got to try to make it so that the tools aren't the problem. The tools are designed to help. That's correct. We've got to help the employee understand the process that they're working in and help them to do it with compliance and with ease. Correct. Correct. Something you and I have talked about before is everyone, again, has their own policies and a challenge for a software provider is allowing that, again, not customization, but configuration to your point mm -hmm. uh, to really drive those policies, but it's a lot to take in. So again, if we can just make that as abundantly clear as possible, that's the win that we're trying to drive towards. Yep. Yeah. So when I have these conversations with people, I always try to take away three summary points in my own little chicken scratch as we talk. And I want to bring them back and see if you have any additional insight or input into what I'm taking away just to try to help me move forward in the best way possible. So the first thing that I'm going to take away as a takeaway is informed decisions are essential for every corporation's success. And it's really hard to make an informed decision around how people are using your tools or whether the tool is bringing value to the organization if you don't understand how your employees are using that tool. Agreed. Okay. <laughs> There's very little I can add to that statement. 100% yeah. agree. Takeaway number one. Yeah. And it ties back to that whole ROI we were talking about earlier, correct? That idea of where it all sits and, and how we're bringing that information back. The percentages that you provided there were staggering to me. I was really, that was pretty big. I definitely want to comment though, that on those statistics, uh, industry studies, right? Not walk me themselves, right? Yep. I mean, that's, it, it is for walk me, but mm -hmm. I mean, again, we're, we're leveraging the likes of IDC to form those industry benchmarks and understand what the return is. And yeah, I mean, I think it's fantastic. I will say a little bit of a, a pivot, but you know, we're looking at large digital transformation initiatives and in some of these things, but the numbers scale up and down depending on the problem that you're trying to solve. I think Concur User Assistant, which again is walk me for Concur, is such a great entry point 
into a digital adoption journey and that understanding of what the end user is is doing effectively and are we compliant or not because you know we're minimizing the aperture interestingly again that ROI scales up and down right based on what you're trying to solve and again it's a it's a great entry point and something that we've done well together in our engagement models is we're starting to build out the analysis up front in our engagements, right? We're asking the questions of our mutual prospects and customers of the challenges they're they're struggling with, you know, where their behavior problems are, and then trying to set realistic expectations up front. Again, very data-driven, right? We want to make sure that we're setting proper expectations of if you do this, you know, if you roll out digital adoption for, you know, again, your travel and expense policy or, you know, wall to wall, you know, what are the problems you're trying to solve? How do we solve those problems? And then we start listening, right? Then we bring that that firm understanding to the table. And along the way, if we set the expectations up front and we have the right conversations up front, which I firmly believe the Concur team is is capable of doing with us uh, when they're Concur-specific conversations, Mm -hmm. then we get to come back and take a look six months down the road, a year down the road, 18 months down the road. Are we doing, are we honoring our commitments? Are we bringing the value that we said we would? And that I think when we're looking at something that is so finance oriented, you know, in a travel and expense policy is huge, right? We wanna make sure that we're setting proper expectations and we're honoring those commitments and you're getting the return on investment that you want. And again, I think we've built a strong engagement model together to be able to drive those results for for our customers. Okay. It's my second takeaway, takeaway yeah. number two. I think there's going to be a lot of people sitting here going, oh, you're just talking about training. You're not talking about mm. transformation, right? But I think the reality here is it's not training. It's real-time guidance. You can't have somebody sitting next to you every day, helping you through every process that you have and showing you how you should do it or answer those questions immediately. It's contextually based information in real time to change a behavior and to help people actually retain what they learn. Because if they're like me, I learn by doing. I don't learn by reading a policy. I don't learn by looking at an FAQ. I don't learn by looking at a QGR. I don't, I I just don't do that. So having that there, this isn't just training. This is, for lack of a better term, lifestyle management. (laughs) Right? Another great one. Yeah. Yeah. Business lifestyle management, it's helping me get my job done in the context of me doing my job. That's exactly right. That's right. And people do learn by doing, right? That's where they have retention. Training is what we've all done our entire lives, right? And it's it's a necessity as well. But the unfortunate reality is, again, if you start to look at how many offerings people are using, how many policies they have to adhere to, you know, the average retention for a training class is way less than six months, right? And there's a lot of things that you have to remember. So simply by manifesting that same kind of information and asking the right questions when somebody's trying to do it, again, you learn by doing, and we're able to bring up the appropriate context 
when they're trying to solve that problem. Uh, and then to an earlier point of yours, because they are learning by doing, odds are they may not need that help again, right? But policies change, and we always have to be there to catch whenever that policy does change. And if they ever go back and do the wrong thing, then we're there to catch it, right? Well, so you just bring up a really interesting point. Organizations need to be nimble. Yeah. If you're making changes to your policy, rolling it out and then having to take uh, 12 weeks to make sure that everybody knows it and understands it. And it may be a small change into your policy or your process, but it's going to take a long time. By the time you finish it, it may be obsolete. (laughs) If you're a nimble organization that's running quickly and in these times, we're really having to adjust really quickly. So having a tool like WalkMe available to you across your stack, regardless of the, of the tool that you're using, is really actually quite helpful to everybody involved. It's not just the user, it's everybody down the chain because you're helping to bring to what my next takeaway is, is the digital adoption is actually a code word for compliance. (laughs) I think it certainly can be. I think it can be, right? Yeah. I suppose there's that offering out there that really at the end of the day is not so core that it's driving compliance. So, okay. But the vast majority of anything, like, look, belts are getting tightened all the time. So I would say the odds are if you have a software offering out there that is doing something in the business world, effectively, it's driving compliance, Gene, right? Yes. Uh, And digital adoption, to your point, is just helping make sure that you're adhering to that policy. That's That's a great analogy. Yeah. I think you're three for three. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I try. I try real hard. So I think that's pretty much it. I want I want to thank you for your time today. This has really been exciting. And in the way that you want to be able to have our customers using the tools come back in a three-month or a six-month or an 18-month to see how we're doing, I'd love to have you come back and talk to you a little bit more as we get some more information and more data, as you were talking about, on, on how our customers are doing using those tools and and the ROI that they're actually seeing as they move forward. So I'd love for that to happen. I would welcome that. I think that's fantastic. And that, you know, probably leads me to a great call to action as well, Gene. I mean, at the end of the day, we obviously invite everyone to engage with their Concur team on a digital transformation uh, and digital adoption journey to make sure that we're helping keep, you know, their end users as compliant as they possibly can. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you, Keith. I really appreciate that. And thank you all for listening to this episode of the SAP Concur Conversations podcast. To hear more exclusive insights and interviews from the world of business travel, expense, and invoice processing, be sure to subscribe and listen wherever you find your podcasts. And please join us for our next SAP Concur Conversation.